Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. Today I'm sharing a revelation I had from a dream. I think it will be very profound for some of you or people that you know. The show title is Exhaustion from Extra Baggage We Carry Around. Do you feel exhausted? Do you feel like you can't get true rest? Like you had a break and have energy for a little bit, but then you're exhausted immediately? I think that we carry around extra baggage that stops the power of God to fulfill the destiny and purpose over our lives. Last week's episode was on shame. It followed up from the week before that was on vulnerability. I know these can feel like heavy topics, but honestly, it is powerful if you can overcome the difficulty of it and see the revelation that God wants to show you through walking out the shame and giving it to him. Go back and check out the shows if you haven't yet. I am building an email list, so I'd really appreciate it if you go to HeidiMortensenLMFT.com and sign up for my email list. I have a book coming out soon, and I will be updating information about the book. Learning how to be vulnerable has been a powerful connection to this episode about exhaustion because the extra baggage we have often has to do with unprocessed shame. So Holy Spirit, I welcome you right now into the space where the listeners are, into my space as I record this message. I pray that you come alongside each person and show them the radical grace the Bible offers. I pray for the word of God to come alive in each of them as you encounter them to truly know the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray for peace, for love, for joy, and for your sweet rest to come upon each one of them. Guide me as I speak. I honor each listener for their life and their story, and I thank you for this opportunity to speak here in this podcast. I give you all the glory and honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, this August... I had a dream. Dreams have a lot of meaning if we pay attention to them and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal interpretation that create revelation and meaning. So in this dream, I am with a friend of mine at this place where people stay over, kind of like a resort. I see this tiny little cabin with all these bags on the floor. You can see in it. I see two bunk beds that were split so that there was actually four mini bunk beds. Grown women were trying to sleep in it but the beds were so small that they were sleeping upright. I see one with her legs up on the ceiling. I was thinking, how uncomfortable. And there were so much bags. I'm not an expert at dream interpretation, so I'm going to do my best here. I have a book called The Divinity Code to Understanding Your Dreams and Visions. And so that's where I'm going to take some of this from. So I basically want to take some of the words from here, pull it out and say this is kind of the meaning of it. And then I'm going to give the interpretation that I feel that this has. So the bed is a representation of a place of rest. Bunk bed, um, I'm associating this with Ephesians 4.16. So it's like joining, church's maturity. Every believer is viewed as a limb or unit in Christ's body. We all play a crucial role in this growth. 
Um, so in love. There's no Christian maturity or true Christian ministry without love. Um, the bag represents carrying baggage or burdens, our heart. It could be money. It could be security or treasure. Cabin is a place of rest, relaxed, holiday or break. Ceiling is in rule or domination. It could also be limitation and also authority. Feet represents messenger or bringing good news. Well, I feel like this dream represents women believers. So if you're a man and you're listening to this, this doesn't mean that this doesn't mean you. I just feel that this specific dream is meaning women because there were women in this dream. This is including me. We think we are at rest and we're operating with Jesus, but our baggage, our emotional baggage is getting in the way of real comfortable rest with Jesus and our full representation as a unit as a church. We think that we're doing all the right things, but we are exhausted. We're helping many people and doing a lot of things for other people, even volunteering, parenting, pastoring, teaching, speaking, working our jobs, but we're still feeling empty. We don't have the peace that surpasses all understanding and definitely not feeling joy. Maybe we have moments of it, but it isn't sustaining and lasting and going deep. When we sleep, we don't feel rested because we have so many things that we're doing and thinking about. We're even sleeping upright, trying to be in position of rest, but we are not comfortable. And we're doing all of these things in the name of Jesus. We love Jesus and we desire to please him, but we have this baggage and we aren't truly at rest. We're sleeping with our legs on the ceiling. There isn't enough room for us to rest in a nice, full, comfortable size bed. We are in a cabin though, which is a place of rest. So we stay exhausted. We sleep upright. We keep adding more bags to our collection because we think that's what Jesus desires. We're actually limiting what God wants for us to deliver the good news. Or perhaps we haven't had the bigger revelation of what he wants us to see within each one of us. So slow down. What does Jesus want us to do? Are you believing lies that if you don't do more, you aren't helping? That if you stop and rest and don't help someone, that you are not helping? Mary is who we should be seeking after, not Martha. We will miss the mark if we are trying to be like Martha. We can still do the things while seeking to be like Mary, being at Jesus' feet and worshiping him in love with his presence. Once we are in that place and we feel a release to do, then we can go do. Otherwise, we need to stay at his feet. It might feel painful, but the reward of eternal rest is worth it. Our marriages will be healthier, our kids are more at peace, and more importantly, we will be more joyful and at peace. And actually, we shouldn't be doing this. This shouldn't be our motivation, but we will actually get more done. <laughs> so we do actually become more efficient by being like Mary. So I want to read Luke 10, 38 through 42. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. So doing more doesn't produce more we're actually inefficient. When I hear the story, I hear the lie in my head. 
you're wasting time by worshiping. An outsider who was in the world would see you as worshiping a silly, frivolous, wasting time and judging you. But if there's an ounce of Jesus in someone, there's a curiosity that grows when they watch someone worship and they want to know more. Who in your life has shown you Mary? Who has shown you how to live as a worshiper and not focused on the doing? I want you to allow yourself to honor this person and what they have shown you. Let's also honor Mary and how she slowed down to worship Jesus with expensive perfume worth a year's wage back then. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this beautiful story. We honor Mary and the freedom that she had to worship you. Help us to be like her. Help us to slow down and see that giving you glory is trusting you even though we don't understand or see the benefits. Thank you, Jesus, for helping us to be like Mary. Thank you, Jesus, that we are like Mary. When we open up space to honor, we become like that which we honor in our own strengths and unique characteristics. You may not pour oil on Jesus's head, but you might paint Jesus a painting. You might write a journal entry for him. You might sing to him. Either way, you are letting go of your have-tos and need-tos and entering into that space of praise and worship that opens you to be more of you. It's the you that Jesus designed you to be and freely live as without extra baggage. Do you know when we have space to think, we're creative, we dream, we invent, we laugh? There's so much freedom from this stillness. Psalms 46.10, be still for I am God. There are many reasons why we don't slow down to be still and allow the power of God to work within us. Here are a couple that I want to share. I'm going to share four of them, which are the reasons I think that we can get stuck in this place of not being still. Number one, we are afraid of what will happen if we slow down. I actually call this unprocessed shame. Also, believing the myth that ignorance is bliss. You know that feeling that if you just stay busy, everything will be fine? This can happen with grief. We don't want to slow down to have to feel the feelings that grieving brings us, so we just stay busy. It, it can also be if you've had a difficult situation in relationships that you don't want to think about or deal with, so you just stay busy so you don't have to focus or think about it. This to me is just the enemy keeping you blinded and focusing on lies so that you stay small. So the second reason I think is that we think the baggage that we're carrying is from God, but some are actually from the devil. This is kind of a tough one. Know that I'm speaking of myself as I say this. I'm not judging or pointing fingers at all. I'm right here with you in this one. These are little devils that we can hang out with because we think we need them, we need this baggage, and they actually bring us comfort. Here's a couple examples. We don't want to have to be intimate with our husbands, so we say we have to work late or we go to bed early because we're tired. We don't want to tell our coworker that you don't like their disrespectful talk about the boss, so you just ignore them instead of speaking up and being assertive to them. We don't want to eat healthy. We justify giving ourselves a treat seven days in a row as justified because you had a really tough week at work. But you still don't feel better, but you just kind of ignore that. See, our baggage isn't really physical baggage of stuff. Our baggage is the emotional things that we don't trust God 
to help us and that his grace will show up for us. If we don't want to be intimate with our spouse, that's something that we need to bring to the Lord and honestly bring it to the Lord, not just a quick prayer. So we could say something like, God, give me the grace to be intimate with my husband. Help us to be affectionate with each other and adore each other. Your word states that we are one and united with you. So out of us is you. I know that you can help me, God. Help us. Help our marriage. Thank you, God. Thank you that we are intimate and we both enjoy being with one another. If you're using food or alcohol to numb extra emotional baggage, this extra baggage will not actually help you. I think our mind know this, but our body still walks out this because it feels good in the moment. I don't say this to create shame. I say this with love because this is something I've done myself. I know the difficulty of being in that empty space of, I don't care, and the little demons that get us to believe. We think, well, eat healthy tomorrow, we'll start tomorrow. And then we eat extra sugar because it feels good in the moment. And then later you want more sugar. Now, these are just examples that we carry this extra emotional baggage that we have in our brain and our soul that is unnecessary. And I think that it's because we don't know how to access the more of God by asking for something different, for new revelations that will bring change within us. It's like sometimes we're afraid to ask for it for fear that it won't happen. Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Third one that we do is we waste mental energy on stories that may or may not be true. We take time thinking about the what ifs with another person or a conversation. We spend time making up stories that may or may not be true. And then we sit and spin and we ruminate about the what ifs. Sometimes we even bring other people into these potential stories which causes a lot more drama. We do that because we hope that by getting some validation from someone else, that believing this made up story that we had, that somehow it makes it true. You could even have had a conversation with someone and then replay how you could have said it different or better, or maybe you should text them or email them. Hmm. You wonder and you spend time thinking about what you would say. Stop this. (laughs) If you can answer these following questions, I want you to then let it go. Are you walking with your values when you interact with others? Or are you responding with wavering answers like when James 1.6 says, Let him ask in faith without doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. If you are walking with your values, then you have the confidence that God is with you and never leaves you. You are walking with the truth of what the Bible says about you. God's grace is all over you, and I pray for more of that grace to occupy your heart so that you can see even more and grow in more confidence. If you are not then I want to just dive a little deeper and ask you how you truly want to show up and be seen. Spend time slowing down and focusing on who you really are and how you want to show up. People who love you will stand by you no matter what, and the people who aren't supportive aren't the ones that you should be focusing on anyways, even if they are family. I can already hear some of you saying, but what if they're family? You can still love them, but their opinion doesn't define you. The word of God defines you. If you are wavering and being double-minded and struggling with doubt, it is okay, but just repent. I'm sorry, Lord, for doubting how you made me. I'm sorry that I believe the lies that I'm not good enough and that I'm not sure of what to do or say with my loved ones. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for the power of your blood, Jesus. Thank you for renewing my mind right now. So now just ask the Holy Spirit to refresh you. Even if you do walk in confidence, allow the Holy Spirit to refresh you with more confidence in him. 
It's not noble to be small, to not believe in yourself, to stay invisible because you don't want to bother the rest of the world. Honestly, the world needs you to be you. To do that, you need to believe the truth of what God says about you. You are made in the image of God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When he died on the cross for you, it was for you to walk in complete wholeness, not walk around as a sinner saved by grace. The truth is that we were once a sinner who is now a saint saved by grace. Shift your identity and your mindset that you are no longer a sinner. If you do sin, it's okay. Ask the Holy Spirit to come in. He is there to mature us and to help us grow to be more like him. Listen to my episode about shame that I did last week where I talk about how there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. The last reason that I think that we struggle to slow down to be still is that we don't know how. I think for me, when I was in the church for so long but didn't really know how to access the power of God that I truly had, I was hearing a watered-down message and was in a lukewarm environment. All wonderful people and messages just really watered down without me knowing it. I remember hearing the gospel in a new way, and it literally changed my life. You know how when you hear something repeatedly and there's no life to it, and then all of a sudden it hits you differently and you're changed? Well, that's what I think many of us need. We need to know how to be still and experience God's power in a new and refreshing way. It needs to be exciting. We need to be encouraged and on fire for God. Hebrews 12, 29 says, For our God is a consuming fire. We need to read the Bible and see the words as jumping out at us. That is what God wants for us. That is who he is living inside of us. We go back to the dream that I was talking about at the beginning of this podcast about staying in a cabin with all these bags, the small bunk beds with the women sleeping upright. I hope that it's making more sense to you and you're getting your own revelation. I hope you're getting revelation about why you might be feeling exhausted and the extra baggage that you have been carrying around. What I love about this dream is that I think God is also saying something powerful about what we are doing right. A cabin is a place of rest and holiday. I believe that many of us are actually in the right place. I don't think there's a lot of physical changing we need to do. The feet on the ceiling, which actually represents our feet being ready to spread the gospel of good news, and that we have the authority, which is the ceiling, we have the authority of heaven. The bags actually weren't huge. They fit inside this little cabin, as did the beds. So to me, it means that there is room for rest and the bags can easily be removed. I believe that if we slow down to meditate on how we can be like Mary, God will reveal to us bigger beds and deeper rest in our souls. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Quick summary of why I think that we hold on to this emotional baggage is that we are afraid of what will happen if we slow down. We think the bags we are carrying are from God, but some are from the devil. We waste mental energy on stories that may or may not be true. And I don't think we all know how. I want to read a section of Randy Clark's book, There Is More. 
The Secret of Experiencing God's Power to Change Your Life. In this book, he references many different types of churches, Catholic, Methodist, Baptist, Evangelical, Lutheran, and many more. He shares testimonies that will build your faith and impart to you the increased belief that there is more to God's power. When we see the more, our faith explodes and others want to know more as well. On page 97, he says, I invite you to hunger and thirst with me for greater intimacy and for the humility to cry out for greater revelation. I can no longer be satisfied by learning more about Jesus. I now know it is possible to hear his voice audibly, to be taken into the Isaiah 6 experiences today, and as John did at the beginning of the book of Revelation, to see God in his exalted state. Holy Spirit, we thank you. I break off the fear of man in Jesus' name off of all of our listeners. I break off the fear of what will happen if we slow down and be still. You stay, be still, and know I am God. So I ask for your protection over us as we do that, that your presence will be with us and guide us as you take away our dead branches and prune the trees. I pray that you would take away all the dead baggage that we do not need to hold on to. Help us to be like Mary. Give us eyes to see your kingdom and not hold on to things that we don't need to hold on to. I pray that we seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness and that all the abundance and fruit of the kingdom will be given to us. Most of all, I pray for an increased desire and hunger for you, Jesus that we wouldn't just know about you, but we would know you. I'm gonna end with the prayer from Randy Clark's book. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would help us to meet the faith and hunger of all the people listening to this podcast. I bless the person listening in the name of Jesus, and I ask for your Holy Spirit's fire to come upon him or her. I ask that you would release your compassion and love into this person's heart right now. Multiply your power. Increase your power. Baptize this listener in your Holy Spirit and fill the soul with the peace of the Prince of Peace. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. I want to encourage you listeners to keep this going access the stillness, this being Mary at the beginning of every day and spend time in that stillness of recognizing truly who you are and how God has made you. Begin your day that way and allow yourself to be in stillness before you start to do. And I want you to see how does it feel at the end of the day? Were you more productive? Thank you so much and I pray that this blessed you. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.